Forced Update, the worst video game podcast on the internet. I am Trevor, and this is episode 97. Uh, joining me as usual are uh, Yaz. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And Adam. Hello. And uh, this is the podcast, so, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try to keep it looser today. We're going to try and maybe break casual format. Uh, we have kind of a format. So, yeah, yeah, we really don't have a format. We just reminded people that it's a podcast. I mean, yeah, what the fuck are we doing? I know, I don't even know what the fuck we're doing anymore. <laughs> trash this, take some pain pills. Four yeah. episodes, four episodes in, and it's just falling. I know we've we've fallen to shit in four episodes of a podcast. Yaz really isn't even listening. He's reading Blu-ray reviews. I mean, which I am. I was actually just reading a Blu-ray review, and I still technically have the page up. I mean, like, really, like, what, what, what do you need to review on a Blu-ray? I mean, like, what? Um, what is that this consistent? is mostly because I'm a elitist snob, and uh, but uh, basically, picture quality ratings, audio quality ratings, extra feature ratings. Um, I know I'm I'm lame. Do you actually watch extra features? Does anybody actually watch extra features on a Blu-ray? I I do. Oh my god, I hate so much. <laughs> I got. <laughs> like I watched like maybe I, I watched an outtake on the Scott Pilgrim DVD and that was about the most extra features I've watched on a DVD in years well the extra features uh, on, on that sp- specific Blu-ray got five stars on Blu-ray.com <laughs> Blu-ray.com it is, yeah I fucking hate you so much right now yes <laughs> no like uh, I actually like apparently the ending to Scott Pilgrim is not the same ending they show in the movie like the original ending which surprised me if you've seen the movie I won't spoil it for you if you have not I have is, is the end is the original ending supposed to be more like the graphic novel or something completely different completely different oh, okay yep see I have to read the reviews for everything because I need people to tell me if something is good see and I I write for <laughs> eldergeek.com and I think reviews are bullshit no, remember the dash you're, you're not Elder dash the Elder dash geek you got that dash is very Don't important. fuck that up. I'm not going to fuck it up. You but just I'm lost like two and a half hits right there. <laughs> we lost two <laughs> listeners of our four listeners. And when, uh, Elder Geek's going to drop us tomorrow. Whenever I read Trevor's uh, reviews, I just do the opposite of what it tells me to do. That's what the intention is. I write my reviews uh, on, on opposite day. Exactly. So, uh, and I don't know how to read. That's because <laughs> you're Mexican. Yes. He's accomplished so much, actually, surprisingly. Well, you know, I'm, I'm too busy taking away American jobs to really start reading. Before uh, before you jumped on, Yaz, uh, he was telling me about the post office job he's looking at. So, Wait, are you looking at a post office job? They had, they had a listing for a post office job that said $13 like- hours to $56 an hour. <laughs> I like how you're moving from UPS to a job to postal service job. Hey, if, if the money's right, I don't give a shit what I do. 
you are you are big time uh, on the industry. He's in using the, that degree he got. So you're. <laughs> in the, I mean, hey, you actually, I am using that degree because okay. that's about what it can be used for. Adam, Adam, next time yes. a girl comes up to you and asks you, "Oh, what do you do for work?" Tell them that you're in the shipping industry. <laughs> the shipping industry. They'll love it. Be like, yeah, commercially, uh, we ship commercial items and uh, business items. Uh. <laughs> well, well, here's the flaw in your plan, Yaz. No woman would ever come up and talk to me. That's, That's true. true. That's that, very that, true. That is actually true. My, my girlfriend won't even talk to you. So. Yeah. Smartest decision she ever made. It's because you smell like beans. I know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help. I can't help that. You know, Yaz smells like grease and olive oil. So it did smell like olive oil. That is true. I actually, the olive oil is a very good exfoliant. Um, I like putting it under my armpits and rubbing it on my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it it just it gives it just gives you a sheen, really. Yeah, it really does make those sauce and triggers of yours glisten. Glisten uh, in the sunlight on a warm summer's day. You can smell them. They wake me up. I'll be sleeping and I'll smell delicious sausages. And I'll get up <laughs> and walk out into the kitchen. I mean, on Thursday, he's got maple-scented fingers. It's delicious. It's great. I hate you. We should probably talk a little bit about video games. I mean, we are the oh, worst video right. game podcast on oh, the yeah. yeah, No, I think we're pretty much par for the course. <laughs> we're pretty much running whatever the bare minimum of quality is. So, uh, if Yaz, if you want to talk a little bit about maybe something you did this week, do you it. Know, you know I don't play games, Trevor. You no, know. you know. No, actually, I did, uh, I did play one thing... Uh, I kind of took a little hiatus on Assassin's Creed 2 because whenever I play that game, I have to play it for like seven hours at a time. So uh, instead, I finally opened my Gran Turismo wheel, which you gave me so much <laughs> shit about. You're and, just uh, like you're just like a black hole of hate for me. <laughs> like every time I think I can't hate you more than I already do. I hate you a little bit more. But he's probably going to round the story off with he put it back in the box and went back to reading Blu-ray reviews. <laughs> did you did you mount it onto a chair so that you could get a realistic driving experience? Did oh, you have your girlfriend I, sit behind you and shake the chair? I have the most... Or yell at you. I have literally maybe the most ghetto rig setup ever. I have this kitchen cart that uh, I, you know, it's I kind of have a cutting board on top of it to cut stuff, and it has, and it's on wheels, so I cart it over to my couch. And I mounted the wheel on that, and I had to sit on like a couple telephone books because even though I'm tall, <laughs> the uh, listeners are going to think that you live in like an alley. <laughs> you know, even though I'm tall, like the kitchen cart was like too high, so I'm basically like sitting on this, uh, sitting on this like three foot phone books, trying to drive around, and then like every once in a while, my cat will jump up on the kitchen cart and obstruct my view, and like it was just. It was hilarious, but it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. That wheel, as much as you guys love to hate me about it, it's fucking awesome. Driving Force GT. How is how is good? Does, does it feel like you're actually playing a six-year-old game? <laughs> uh, yes, it does, actually. No, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, I've never really played those games that much. Like I've never been a driving sim person. I played a little bit of 3 back in the day, but that's about it. Um, but uh, I, I started playing this, and it's like it's so much better than playing it with a controller. Because uh, to me, I never understood how people play driving simulators with a controller. Like it doesn't feel anything like driving. Um, so the wheel is definitely awesome. It's got like force feedback and all that stuff. It kind of feels like I'm uh, 
kind of reminds me of the days of playing that Daytona 500 game at the arcades. <laughs> I, was always, I was always cruising. Oh, yeah, cruising. Cruising USA. I mean, obviously, those oh, are wow. and this is a sim, but uh, it kind of, just having that steering wheel there reminded me of just, yeah, cruising or Daytona 500, or Daytona, I think, USA. That's what it was called. But, um, yeah, that's about it for me for games. Not really much. Just, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm still trying to compute in my mind the image of you sitting on phone books for anything. That's that that boggles my mind. Well, it sucks because they shifted a bunch too. Like while I was <laughs> it, so it was like constantly a balancing act. Like it must be what it's like to actually like sit in a shitty car. Maybe like you know how you see those like dilapidated old cars, like twelve paint jobs. Like that's what it must be like. Your driveway is a different color than the rest of the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know this. I, I just, I can't get behind Grand Theft Auto. It's like one of those things where like... Grand Turismo. Oh yeah, sorry, Grand Turismo. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I was thinking of a better game. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like there's a ratio that like, between like, development time, where like, when you exceed a certain number of years, like, you can only put out shit. Yeah. You know it it took them a ridiculously long time to come out with it, and as all the reviews have been saying, I read a lot of the reviews before I played the game, and... Because you just announced it. Yeah. Yeah, you love reviews. Because they were uh, all talking about the menus and how terrible they were, and my thinking is always, ever since the Mario Sunshine reviews of, oh, the camera's terrible, and the camera is not terrible. Yeah, Mario. Mario Sunshine is still one of the best, if so, not the best, 3D Mario game. So every time someone complains about something small like that, I'm, I'm always like, ah, oh, the menus are probably fine. They're just exaggerating. The menus are fucking terrible. <laughs> it takes so much time between you selecting something and it going to, like, the next page or whatever. Yeah. It is fucking ridiculous. I even installed the game, and installing the game took about an hour. Yeah. It's about eight gig install. I heard the install, and that was Damn. sick. It's optional. It's optional, but you'd be fucking crazy to not do it because if it's slower than this, I would have fucking thrown that game out. Is like, it is nice? Does it look nice? It looks I mean, really nice. Okay, it looks really nice. I heard that there was some things that are mapped badly. In a visually, way. visually, I think it's like just about on par with like Forza. Okay. Uh, I mean, not on par, probably equal. There's some areas where I think it shines a little bit better than Forza, but um, as far as the menus, oh my. Oh my god, it's so shitty. Like, it almost makes me think, like, did anyone play, did anyone play around in these menus before they actually shipped this? They were too busy recording the sounds of, like, yeah, they were starting like, oh, up. Oh, this is the Lamborghini 545 sound. Oh, this is the Lamborghini 546 sound. It's like, who cares? Honestly, make it a little bit easier to freaking navigate those menus because so, it's, it's terrible. What menu is worse? Uh, Grand Theft Auto, or fuck, why do I keep saying that? <laughs> Grand Turismo, or, uh, Borderlands, uh, local co-op menus. Oh, God. I don't know. That's a good I'm, one. Okay, the fact that Borderlands never had a mini-map was always baffling. No, that always made no sense to me. And then Having to stop and look at my map every, yeah. like, six steps. And then the worst, I think, was uh, if you ever play that game in co-op... That's what I'm talking about, the co-op menus. Oh my god, yeah, no, you have to, like, literally... You have to pan across the menu with one of the sticks and select 
things with the other because they hadn't properly formatted it for that size of the screen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough call. <laughs> it's a too, too tough a call. That's a tough call because the thing about at least, uh, I would say Borderlands. I would say Borderlands, but it's pretty close. All right. I can, I can deal with that, I guess. The Borderlands was just initially broken. <laughs> oh, yeah, the first day we got it, we were all excited about playing it online, and it was like, oh, no. No, wait, wait a week, and then yeah. maybe you can play it online. So going back, Trevor, to what you said about, like, the development time, and, like, if it takes them too long, they're going to put out shit. What do you think about the new Duke Nukem? Oh, that's going to be a piece of trash. <laughs> that's what I figured. I looked at the trailer... And I I liked it because it was the old style Duke Nukem and the stupid shit that he says. Yeah. But then looking at the actual game, I'm like, that looks really bad. No, I, I, I okay. And I, I I had this discussion before, but like Duke Nukem, like for whatever's worth, you know, it was a, it was a fun game back in the day. But like, I it's just I don't see how it could be a good game now. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's relevant anymore. No, that's a game that I would not mind seeing. Not with Master Chief. To obscurity again. There's not enough uh, brown in that game. Or there's, no, there's no halos. Uh, Master Chief does not have a, a buzz cut. No, <laughs> he has a buzz cut. He doesn't have a shaved head like the rest of uh, American protagonists. So he doesn't fit in our time frame. Bald space marine. I, I understand like nostalgia factor gets people excited about it, but I mean, I, I agree with you guys. Like, I just, it's like, I'm not, I don't care. They're like, oh, this is the one that was in the making for, like, however many years, like, ten years or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, I, I don't care. I mean, like, I, yeah. I it, will be, it will be probably a slightly above average game that, I mean, it just, it just, it looks kind of crappy. Like, let's be honest yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, yeah. It's bad, but, uh. I mean, it might play well, but it still isn't something where I'm like, holy crap, like, if they make another Duke Nukem after this and kind of, you know, like, are able to put it out in, like, a timely fashion, maybe that might be better, but with how fragmented making this was, I kind of question if it'll be that good. No, I agree, I agree. Uh, And then again, you know, it could go, like, Earth Defense Force or something where it looks pretty terrible, but turns out to be a pretty fun game. Oh, yeah, that's true. It could be that. It could be that. They don't have co-op in Duke Nukem, though, right? No, no. That's what I don't think so. Defense Force fun. Like, yeah, it's the co-op. Uh, what I don't about, even think they have any, like, online deathmatch or anything like that, either. No, I I don't like when they tack on, like, online multiplayer to certain games, though. Horde mode! Horde mode and everything. You cannot have a game now without horde mode. Well, Adam. Uh, yes. Let's, let's, Can we skip Adam? Can we skip Adam? Let's skip me. <laughs> you know, I think that might be a good idea. No, we can't just skip Adam no, because no, then, no, uh, I I actually have to talk in the podcast. That's, yeah. it's in my contract. And uh, if I don't have a certain percentage of minority speaking on the podcast, then the FCC comes up my ass. Ah, oh, from my action. Well, he shouldn't have equal rights as us. He doesn't have a visa. I oh, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know how uh, much it costs to hire somebody to do this podcast? Well, guys, this I is my last podcast my office, they come I, I go to my Home Depot. I just run <laughs> and try. I go, I go, podcast, on the way. And then they jump in, and I bring them home, and we do the podcast. That's how this works. Oh, my I God. Didn't, I didn't realize my origins were going to be told in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we found Adam at a Home Depot. I was, in a, I was in a brown plastic bag. We told him we'd give him cerveza. 
Cerveza es podcast. I don't speak Spanish. I never know what I said. Sacapuntas? I don't know. And, and I said, por qué? Por qué cerveza? Is that right? Yes. That's exactly what happened. It is. All right, Adam, uh, did you play anything this week? Yes, I did. I actually ordered the Little Big Planet 2, and it's fun as hell. The Little Big Planet 2. The uh, Little, Little Big Planet now. 2, yeah. Got on the Little Big Planet 2 yesterday. I, I, I feel like, I do feel like a little bit of like Bill Cosby. I was using the Wi-Fi, and I was on the Mac. <laughs> but, uh, What's did, you get the, did you get the special edition or the regular edition? I did get the special edition. And I can't I decide cards. if I think you're a fuck-up for that, or if I think that's awesome. Well, you know, I only paid forty dollars for it after the after the gift cards. I forget that you you think gift cards are imaginary money. <laughs> yeah, but uh, when you they're don't only Amazon, value what else am I going to use for? They, they can't go back into my bank account. So I know. I just think it's funny that like you get gift cards, you're like, it's like magical money. I can't, <laughs> I, instead of buying five things of usual price, I can buy one really fucking expensive thing. Because I, I, I do agree with cash. you, Adam. Like, mm-hmm. okay, whenever I get a large amount for a gift card, if I get like a two hundred dollar gift card, I'll mm-hmm. spend it like little by little and wait for good deals. But if mm-hmm. someone ever gives me like a twenty dollar gift card, it is like instant. Like I will yeah. spend it instantly. I will go on there that night and be like, uh, "What do I want? This? Okay, uh, whatever." Like I don't. Now, care. now for anybody listening here, now you've heard what Trevor just said, but this is actually what Trevor does with gift cards. Do. Okay, he ahead. sits on them, and if they have an expiration date, they most likely will expire because. Trevor holds on to it like real money instead right. of spending it. All right, let me so, tell you something real quick. So uh, I got, like, for Christmas or whatever, I got, like, 55 or $60 of Amazon gift cards. And, like, I actually need to buy, like, a lens cap for a camera, and uh, there's a DVD I'm supposed to buy and some other stuff. You were supposed to buy. Like, but you had I to- won't buy them because then I'll be using my gift card money. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend my gift card money on petty shit that I need to buy anyways. Hold on, Trevor. So I I think gift card money is more valuable than regular money. Trevor. What? You know that you could just, like, buy it even though there's gift card money in your Amazon account. You could just use your Visa instead. Oh, can you usurp the gift card? Yeah, you could could trump the gift card. Oh, I have no fucking clue. Oh yeah! At the last screen, the last screen when it says it uses your gift card, you just click on like change payment. That is awesome. You just you've opened so, so many more doors for Trevor now. I know because literally, like, I, I, like, literally, like There's I buy something so on many Amazon. He's not gonna buy now. No, Would I that, buy something on Amazon like every week. With that being said, Trevor, you're retarded. It's just use the gift card. No, dude, that money's <laughs> important. All right. What if what if later on something comes up and I'm like, and he doesn't want to buy it. <laughs> so I feel like here's how I feel it goes. Adam is uh, stupid for thinking it's not real money. I'm stupid for thinking it's more valuable than real money. And yeah, you're you're pleasantly somewhere in the middle. I'm somehow logical in this situation. I feel like I feel like those are the three factions when it comes to gift cards. Because if I get like a Best Buy gift card, like I'll totally like hoard it and like until like I have something that is almost the exact cost of the gift card. That's because you know what sucks about a Best Buy gift card is you'll want something from Best Buy and you'll have a gift card and you'll look it up on Amazon and it'll be like 10 bucks cheaper and then you'll just be pissed. All right. God damn it. Gift cards. Because it'll be just like, it'll be just like, I don't want this Best Buy gift card. I want an Amazon one. I know. Okay. And then like, uh, since like all my, my family doesn't know about computers and such, the computers, like they all give me like printouts of my codes and like <laughs> fake cars and stuff like that. Like seriously guys. 
Um, what the fuck? All right, Adam. Well, tell us about your little big plan experience because we obviously don't give you shit. We think gift cards are more important than your uh, more important than they think they most certainly are. <laughs> but please tell uh, us tell us about the special edition. Well, the special it comes with a little sack boy. It comes, it comes with, with a toy for you to sleep with at night. It comes with yes. It comes with a toy that I immediately shove <laughs> down my pants. <laughs> uh, with it when you go to sleep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it reeks of me. Wait, that's why it smelled like that. Yes. <sighs> Sorry. Oh. I meant to warn you, but I didn't want to. You just cut a little hole in it, and it's your your pocket puss. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. We should coin that term. (laughs) Pocket puss. All right, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, um, no, they they made the game like the single player a lot more cinematic. There's voice acting in it. There's voice acting, like. Yeah, there's voice acting not for your character, but for the other characters that he interacts with. It's actually really well done. And no it's good to see all of the older levels from the new game be put into the second one with, uh, and the authors for those games are basically using the new tools for the second game into their old levels and they make them even better now. Okay. So, um, like, have you played like the story at all or are you just doing? I, I played a couple of the levels of the story. I basically played, uh, past the first world in the story so it can unlock the, uh, community levels. Okay. That other people like. Um, so, are there a lot of community levels at this point? Like new ones? Like uh, there- new ones? There's probably a couple thousand. Oh wow! Oh yeah. yeah. They 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 make so many a day. Granted, you know you got like three and a half million levels on the whole thing. Probably about ten thousand of those are actually good. Mm-hmm. But still, that's that's a lot of levels that are good. How about the, um, I saw that the special edition, it came with the bookends, the sack boy. Did you redeem any of those codes yet? How are the costumes? That, because I was thinking about getting cool. the special edition too. Uh, you have the little Toy Story alien guy that I like. Uh, uh, what the hell was it? Yeah, Jack and Dax, they're Ratchet and Clank. They have one that's uh, Gonzo from the Muppets. Awesome. I saw Gonzo. He looked pretty awesome. The sack boy Gonzo. Looked yeah, he's like, really cool. So there's some really important questions that need to be asked concerning Little Big Planet Two, and mm-hmm. in, in retrospect to Little Big Planet One, um, and those are one: Can you still slap people? Yes. Okay. Two: <laughs> Is it easier to do like custom sack boys? Um, I actually them? haven't yet tried to make any of the uh, custom sack boys because I haven't unlocked enough pieces to work with. Okay. Can you can you generally grief your friends in it? <laughs> yes. Okay, then I, I will can still, in, in fact, uh, there's one tool that you'll like a lot. It's essentially two power gloves, and you can grab your friend and throw them across the level. Yes. Because I actually played online with some guy, and it was a basketball level. And they have a little basketball in the center, and you have the gloves, and you're supposed to grab the ball, shoot it in the hoop. But I just kept grabbing the guy and shooting him in the hoop, and then he left the game. <laughs> I like. I actually really liked Little Big Planet One. It was mainly because uh, that was one when I was trying to get my girlfriend into games. That was one of the really big gateways for us. Mm-hmm. It was a cigarette playing Little Big Planet One. Uh, so I'm kind of excited to get this one simply to get back into like me and her playing games together. It was the same way. I mean, same thing for me, really. Uh, uh, I mean, my girlfriend was already into games, but. Uh, uh, it was that was definitely one game that we enjoyed a lot, and I really want to get this new one, but we still haven't beaten the first one, so I feel like feel like I shouldn't, even yeah. though I want to. 
Like, I want to impulsively just go on Amazon and buy that special edition right now. But, you probably uh, will in the end. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so you like it. You like it better than... I do. And, you know, I like uh, the bionic arm that they give you, mm-hmm. which adds a lot of fun to the levels. But another thing, like, in the story... Like, you could easily ace levels in the first game. Yeah. In this one, it's very hard to do. Okay. I've yeah. only been able to ace the first level of the first world, and, I, and I've gotten maybe 70% of the other stuff. But some of the stuff is really hard to get. But it's a very fun game. I just yeah. laughed to myself because I was thinking that you're playing this game alone. <laughs> yes. You're forever alone. I don't uh, I have one more question. I've heard that... Um, I don't know if this is true. Can't you go online onto like the little Big Planet website and like create a playlist of levels you want to play, or you can create a playlist of like community levels that you want to play? So it goes from one to the next. Like you can have like kind of like a favorites, so to speak. Um, I know you have the little hearted ones that you can heart the levels. I don't know anything about uh, going to the Little Big Planet website and doing that. I do know the way they search for levels is I think every week now they have the top 100 or top so many levels that users pick, and then they have the media molecule who makes the game. They pick their top levels for the oh, week. Really cool. Okay. Because so, they, so they have it set up like that. They could have it set up on the website that you can like make a playlist that you can go through. Okay. If they do, I, I haven't seen it yet. That's good because... When it's top hundred users, like half of the levels are some dumb like get this trophy and this trophy, like which was always like okay you did it the first time to get the trophy, but it was really annoying to see it. No, yeah, I agree. the The big problem with that game, at least the online infrastructure, was that like the search functions often yielded like the least, the least common denominator of levels. Yeah, and it's, it's no, nice. it's, the search function does work well now. There's about 300 Monster Hunter levels. So <laughs> I, I've, I've played a bunch of those, and they're really fucking good. Like, there's one Monster Hunter level that I played where uh, you get it's it's a combination of the grapple hook and the gun, and uh, Rathlos flies down, and you're supposed to grapple up on top of him, and then he has a little gun spot on his back, and you grab the gun and start shooting him in the back, and you kill him that way. That's cool. So is that the first thing you type they in? Have people that do some really cool shit on there, and give it a couple more weeks or a couple more months, and you'll have a ton of new levels. They have top-down shooters now. They have little Galaga-looking games. They have just a ton of shit on there. This sounds like uh, me and Trevor are going to impulsively buy this game soon. Yeah, that's speaking of that, I just had a, a Jesse text us, text me, and say that he bought it. Jesse from uh, Writer on Elder Geek. Jesse, yeah, we don't like him. Yeah, I was going to invite him on the podcast today <laughs> to not say anything for an hour, but... Uh, but he's, he's too busy wasting real money instead of <laughs> buying a game with imaginary money like I did. I, I, I have, to have a gift card, as a matter of fact, that I might spend on this. Adam, it's I, I don't think you should do that, Trevor. That's real money. <laughs> You're right. I, it's more valuable than money. I can't. Yeah, you're going to spend your actual cash because somehow in your mind... Uh, yeah, your actual cash is worth less than the Amazon gift card. Were you reading Blu-ray reviews? Uh, yeah, I just finished one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, all, An Affair to Remember has an excellent picture quality transfer, if you guys are interested. Anyone? Uh, what is it? Uh, I, I, I didn't think that we could actually talk about a topic less interesting than the actual podcast as a whole, but you really just nailed it <laughs> right there, guys. I really just brought this down. This is really did. We, we have reached a new We are level. breaking barriers here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just I'm gonna hit my computer with a hammer. <laughs> That's, this is about as much as I can take. Speaking, 
about as much as I can take. That's a segue. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been playing, uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Uh huh. The PSP one. I think I've had about as much of that as I can take. <laughs> well, they're making a second one. <laughs> uh, can I ask if you opened the case yet? Uh, yes, I opened, I opened the case. You got a lot farther than I did. Heather, by the way, wants to take the green sticker that you have and put it on her PSP that she's never you, used. You can go ahead and tell her she may. Alright, I shall tell her that. You can also tell her that when she's done with the game, to throw it at Racer. <laughs> throw it at my cat. Uh, I fucking hate my cat. Because um, <laughs> if not, I was going to drive up to your house to do that and then leave. Well, I was going to say, like, so I was playing Kingdom Hearts, and it's a game. Uh, it's really reminiscent of, like, Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, which brings up a point that I'll bring up in a couple seconds. But, like, the dodging mechanics aren't as good, and the camera's kind of really fidgety, and it's just overall not as good. And I beat the first character's story. I started the second character's story, and I looked at it, and I'm like, is this really worth playing two more times? Wait, you, wait, beating the first, beating one of the character's stories, doesn't that take, like, quite a while? It's ten hours to beat one character's story. Oh, it's only ten, okay, I thought, I thought it was, like, a full-fledged, like, huge story, like, Kingdom Hearts story per character, so I thought it was, like, a hundred hours or oh, something. Oh, no. The basis is essentially, uh, there's a set number of levels, each, they go to a Disney World, like all the Kingdom Hearts games, mm-hmm. and you have three characters. Is there an underwater level? There's not an underwater level. And yeah, that is not necessarily a good thing, because there's not really much of any levels. They have an anti-gravity level that's pretty shitty. Uh, um, like water level. <laughs> so, like, each character goes to worlds at different times than the other characters, so you get to see, like, what effects the first character you played on had on that world when the second character goes and visits it and stuff like that. How unique! Clever and interesting, but... And just the game, like, I feel like I've, I've already experienced everything I need to experience in that game after one playthrough. Yeah, I feel it, I feel it pretty ballsy for them to just be like, yeah, if you want the whole story, you gotta play this with three different characters. Yeah, they're doing that thing where they're like, collect everything to get the special, like, movie at the end, and I don't give a shit about that. I looked it up on YouTube later. Like, my just I, desire, like, is so, like, little in this game. So there I don't know if three, it's it or because of me. So, so Trevor, would you like to borrow Knights in the Nightmare? I will borrow Knights in Nightmare. And then I'll give it back to you. Speaking of uh, Knights, please don't. White Knight Chronicles. Uh, I am going to be selling that back this week. <laughs> for some Amazon credit. I already <laughs> uninstalled it from my PS3. Um, I did want to say, though, about Kingdom Hearts, and I want to see what you guys thought about this, is the biggest effect playing Birth by Sleep has had on me is making me want to play Kingdom Hearts 1 again. And I thought about it, and I was thinking about, like, games I wish I could play uh, and have the same experience I had, like, the first time I played it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a game that I could play again and not, like, if I could just wipe all my knowledge of this game from my mind and, like, relive the experience the first time I played it. Because I'd say playing the first Kingdom Hearts for me was, like, one of the best experiences of my gaming life. And that was because I'm a huge, like, Disney fan. And I'm a huge Square fan. So when they were, like, Disney and Square meet with these, like, high-name actors and Haley Joe Osment and David Boreanaz and, like, Mandy Moore and all these people, like, it just, like, blew my mind away. And I played it, and it was, like, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. And then they made Kingdom Hearts 2, which I was like, ah, you kind of ruined this for me, but thanks. 
Uh, like, what about you? Like, do you guys have like a game that like, you could, you wish you could like go back, clean slate, and play again? I feel like, uh, for me personally, I feel like there's two games uh, that I could think of like right off the top of my head, and one of them is definitely Metal Gear Solid One. Yes. Uh, playing that for the first time was just like so awesome because at the time, you know, it was PlayStation One era, so it's like you're not used to these super high production quality, you know, voice acting, all those cutscenes. It like blew my mind. And I remember playing it again when they did Twin Snakes. And I remember it having less of an impact on me, which kind of sucked. Like, it, because that was, and that was, and probably still is my favorite game ever. And, uh, I just remember thinking, like, I really enjoyed the first time I played this on PS1 way more than I, did the second time playing on GameCube, even though it looked better. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of... I feel like that, that mirrors what I'm saying, too. And I don't know if there's a correlation between this, but, like, I loved Kingdom Hearts 1, like, to death. And then they kept making sequels and, like, Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, well, 1,339 and one-fourth and a quarter days. I mean, yeah, their whole sequel thing is ridiculous. Just make Kingdom Hearts 3 and cut out all these, like, recoded Chain yeah. of Memories, 308, 500, 600 days. I like, feel kind of the same with Metal Gear Solid, though, That like, because I, I really, really liked Metal Gear Solid 1. And then Metal Gear Solid 2, mm, so-so, they did okay. VR missions, the Game Boy 1 was kind of awesome. 3 was a lot better, though. 3 was really, really good, and then 4 I thought was kind of mediocre, and then they did, yeah. like, the PSP ones, and there's all these, like, just generic sequels and stuff like that that, like, I feel like almost diminish my experience of the first game. Oh, I completely say, I say screw the PSP ones completely because I played those and to me they control so poorly that yeah. I have no interest in playing them. The only, I'm not a fan of them either. The only Metal Gear Solid PSP <clears throat> I liked, and I know this will be, I know not that many people like this, but those Metal Gear Acid games are kind of cool. I, like, I played through a little bit of one and never finished. Like they were, they were neat. I mean, they're not obviously they're not as good as Metal Gear Solid One or Three, but yeah. they're pretty fun. Uh, what was the second game you said that you you would have read? More recent game, I guess, Uncharted Two, just because it has so many like holy shit moments that I feel that if I played it again, I would, I kind of see them. I kind of know that they're coming. Yeah. So it's not as. I still shit. haven't played that. I, I have it on my shelf. Oh my and god! Still have You're on a PS3 and haven't played that. You will enjoy that. I fully expect to enjoy it. I'm just trying to eat through a list of games right now. So yeah. What about you, Adam? Is there any, anything? I would list? say like the two games that I had, and one I sort of had like uh, a second time where I played it. My favorite game is Mega Man X. Okay. And I they remade it for the PSP yep. and Maverick I felt X. like I was playing like Mega Man X again for the first time, which it was a little bit different. They added cutscenes and all that stuff. Uh, but the biggest one for me was super, uh, the super smash brothers for the Nintendo 64. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, basically because at the time it came out, I like most of the kids my age was really into Pokemon mm. and they were like, Hey, you could, you could play a game where Pikachu fights Mario. And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, that pretty much started the uh, the downward slide into drugs and alcohol. But, uh, and, yeah, age of ten. Yeah, at the, at the at the wholesome age of eleven, I was uh, blowing people and doing crack behind an alley, and uh, 
really good at Pikachu and Super Mario. Super <laughs> Not Smash sure there's a correlation, but uh, a drug, I, know, I know Mega Man video games and screw up kids. That's true. And I know Mega Man fans hate this, but it's like, wait, isn't Mega Man X just Mega Man Ten? No. Right? Right? It's not. No, it is not. I gotta agree with you, Adam. Though, like, I remember because I liked Mega Man X, and then like I played Maverick Hunter X, and I recommend anybody listening to the podcast to give Maverick Hunter X a try simply to get to vile mode because mm-hmm. that is one of the most fun experiences I've had on the PSP. But uh, I remember just it, it, it really was like like this whole like new thing opened up to me, and it was very good. Well, uh, I don't recommend Maverick Hunter. Uh, not that I played it. Uh, I have never played it, but uh, I'm just going to not recommend it because Trevor's told everyone else to get it. Yaz generally doesn't recommend games. He recommends reading the reviews. On yeah, games. of games. Because you can get almost the same experience of playing a game by reading a review of one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think the best video game experience for Yaz is if he would be able to use his steering wheel to review games. <laughs> <laughs> the reviewer is infallible. They're never wrong. They're never. They really are. Never wrong. I can attest to that being a reviewer myself. Um, I can attest to that reading Trevor's reviews. He's never wrong. Never, ever wrong. I can attest to the fact that I don't know how to read. I gave (laughs) Fantasy Star Portable a buy and don't buy rating. Exactly. I'm still waiting for somebody on Elder Geek to take that review down because (laughs) it makes no sense. (laughs) Uh, I also realized while playing Kingdom Hearts that People should really just take all of Square or Square Enix's games away and give them to somebody else. It's <laughs> like they're they need to stop. They're ruining everything I love. They should give him the KG and Afuna. He's starting his own company. Yeah, so he can ruin something <laughs> I love like he already has. They're really pushing those titles out though. Seriously, like they've announced so many titles just in the Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy universe. Like they just announced Final Fantasy. What is it? Fourteen, thir- thirteen, two. <laughs> 13-2. Alongside 13 okay. verses. And, I and like to go with something. No, no, yes, you were the one, you played Final Fantasy 13, right? I played it uh, for about 30, 35 hours, and then my PS3 was stolen, and like an idiot, I didn't back up my save. So, so for 35 hours, you got through the tutorial, right? <laughs> uh, it took a while. I actually, I, unlike most people, actually like that game. I understand, I understand the complaints, and they're completely warranted, yes. It is basically, the first 20 hours are basically a tutorial. Yes, it is running down a lot of corridors. Well, um, based on that, do you think it warrants a sequel? Um, I think if they, I think they, they came, they had an interview where they recognized what people were disappointed about. So if they could make a game in that universe and with those characters, which I think were good characters, um, and make it not quite as boring starting out because the thing is is after 20 hours i thought that game was actually a lot of fun but um it was just getting there um so i think they could make a good game but i think what they're gonna have to do is just they should keep the battle system i thought the battle system was actually one of the best things about the game yeah. uh, it was the whole like they're like oh well you can't actually uh, tell everyone to do their own thing. It's like, no, it doesn't really become an issue because you have these paradigm, paradigm ships. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was actually a lot of fun. It, um, it looks really good. You know, I, I liked final fantasy 13. I know I'm in a minority. Well, in all being... honesty, I'd like to give it another try. 
Well, everyone com that complains about it and talks about how linear it is, if any of those people that complain about that and like Final Fantasy X, they need to shut up. Because Final Fantasy X is linear as hell yeah. until you get to that big open field. I forgot what it was called. Spira? I don't, I don't know. But um, it's basically the, the same as Final Fantasy X as far as like linearity to me. I, I don't really understand why everyone's so up in arms about it. But. Yeah, yeah no, I'm I just agree. far too dumb to play those games. <laughs> I can agree with that. I really am. Yeah. I actually, you know this, Adam. I'm probably out of the three of us, probably the worst video game player. So, um, stop breathing, Adam. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you? That, that is a food processor outside of my room. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sounds like you're a second. Thing. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sounds like you had a heart attack. I thought you were dying. I thought you were listening to the podcast. Oh man! But um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, you know, like think about Square. My biggest problem with like Square Enix is that like I kind of feel like they're destroying my child. Like they're in the business of destroying my child. <laughs> it's like, like a hot topic. Like it's like a hot topic. Nintendo kind of does it a little bit, you know. But um, like because like I love Kingdom Hearts. I loved like growing up, you know. Well, I guess not so much Kingdom Hearts because that came out after I was kind of already growing up. But uh, mainly with like Final Fantasy growing up, like. I just feel like they're taking the things I love and trying to ruin them for me. Yeah, pretty much. I agree. I'll agree with that. Uh, I feel like there's another Final Fantasy title that comes out every yeah. month. It's like, it'll be like Crystal Chronicles, Rings of Fate, or something. <laughs> like, Actually. Like, even what is this? You said keyword Crystal Chronicles. Yeah. Why have they not fucking come out with another Crystal Chronicles that is like identical to the one on the GameCube? Because I was fortunate enough, uh, along with you, Yaz, yeah. to have a group of people with four uh, Game Boy SPs, connectors, and a Wii, or in a um, GameCube, to play that game. That game was fun as shit, and I don't know why they have not. That game that. was fun. The fact that anyone could actually play it was mind-boggling, because you needed four Game Boys and yeah. four freaking Link cables and a GameCube and the game, and it's just like, oh my god. Like... <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I'd like to see that come back. Yeah, no, that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. It's just I feel like they're just beating it over the head at this point. Just yeah, I'm done. I'm done. All right, um, we might be running a little bit long right now, and I gotta take Adam back to Home Depot. Uh, yeah, at five. So we don't have enough cervezas. So I keep the food processor. <laughs> you got that fixed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's depressed. Uh, that food processor was processing your soul. Um, That's already long gone. Speaking of soulless, we are going to move to news segments, where the three of us each pick a news story and talk about it like some uh, deserving, intelligent people that we are not. Uh, we will start with you, Adam, today, just to make sure you have time to get that food processor going again in a bit. Yeah. Uh, what news story, what amazing news story did you dig up on the interwebs. So, apparently, Justin Bieber is making some movie about, I don't know, him being a fucking douche nozzle. But, uh, he wanted to put in the movie, or I guess the director wanted to put in the movie, a piece of the Mario theme song. And apparently, Nintendo went ahead and said, no, we don't want you to use that. <laughs> so, the director was kind of upset, and the article was pretty much going on about how Nintendo hates Justin Bieber. <laughs> And uh, I have mixed feelings about that because I love them both. 
Uh, and like I, I'm actually really impressed with with some of like Nintendo's an interesting uh, an interesting juggernaut when it comes to their music. I I think it's because uh, a lot of um people you can license music really easy for almost any musician in the world. Like it's not a complicated process. But if you want like music from Nintendo, you have to literally go to the source to get it. Like you can't just open a catalog and pick out you know the Mario theme. How guarded they have their own stuff is uh, always impresses me, and that's what impressed me about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is all of the licensed Nintendo sound effects. Uh, more importantly, who the fuck is giving Justin Bieber a movie? Who isn't giving Justin Bieber a movie? That's the question. You know, you say that, I guarantee you, like minimum hundred million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> right. minimum. I mean, he's got. I mean, he's got a bunch of books out. I know. I was walking in Walmart the other day after I got home from Home Depot. And uh, I saw a girl with the Justin Bieber book and the George Bush book, and I was like, "That, that is America <laughs> oh right there. Oh that that is why I moved to this blessed land to take their jobs and their health care." One is a one is a work of fiction. Guess which one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a, that defines Walmart to me. And it, it does. <laughs> Little kids with Justin Bieber books and George W. Bush books. Meanwhile, as I walk out the door, my receipt is checked, but theirs isn't. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know the reason behind that. Uh, no, like I, I really am impressed with how guarded Nintendo is with its own uh, IPs. I'm, I'm, I'm infinitely impressed by, by how well they take care of that shit. Yeah, they're sort of like Disney. A Justice Solis. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they do not like Jewish people. Who does? Not me. And that's a wrap. <laughs> there goes all our funding uh, for this expensive <laughs> podcast that we do on my fucking shitty five-year-old MacBook Pro. If I had an ATM card, it would be locked. You, know, you can't get anything from the bank. You hide your money in the mattress. I hide it in my sock where you put your gift cards. That's right. <laughs> uh, is it the same sock you jizz in? No, that's the sack boy now. <laughs> that's the sack boy. The okay, that's that's right. I, I've upgraded. I forgot. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hit up next since Yaz's topic uh, translates pretty well into what our topic of the day was going to be. <clears throat> I actually had an article uh, that was off of Elder-Geek.com that uh, Yoshinori What's Ono, the uh, Capcom developer in uh, Street Fighter IV, uh, was recently asked if he would be interested in doing a... Well, just asked in like, a press conference if he would do a... Um, Nintendo versus Capcom game. And he expressed a whole lot of interest in that title and uh, voiced that it should be pitched to uh, Sakurai from uh, Nintendo of America. I would pay any amount of money for that game. I just want to see Ken fucking dragon punch like Princess Peach. <laughs> right in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> just like, or, or like. Total pop out the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, like I I would like to see Pikachu fucking like go to town on, on like uh, a cat character, Blanca, and Pikachu, a <laughs> uh, uh, electric storm war between Pikachu and Blanca, <laughs> or uh, what's the guy with T Hawk or whatever? T-Hawk. Don't even fucking talk about T Hawk. This most okay. racist piece of shit character. <laughs> and, uh, and we could we could say about Indians because they're all dead. So no, I would I would totally pay money to. to, to Play a Street Fighter, or not even a Street Fighter, just a Capcom versus Nintendo game. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, the question to the guy was essentially, do you want money? Yeah. Because that's really <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Now, we all know this will never happen. Of course not. No. No. These companies no. don't like money. No, they don't, no. They don't like us and they don't like money. We, however, love money. Uh, we yes. have none. It's an ironic world we live in. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is, this, is, this is a deep podcast we're putting out today. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, hit us. Hit us with uh, your dick of news. So this is my news story slash. I guess we're going to transition to it as the topic of the podcast. Uh, uh, Nintendo 3DS finally fully announced uh, for the U.S. at least uh, coming out March 27th. I think it's right. And, um, and uh, let me see, it's going to be $250. Uh, as far as what comes in the package, it's going to be the Nintendo 3DS hardware, charging cradle, AC adapter, 2 gigabyte SD card, all the stupid manuals that are going to be ridiculously thick. <laughs> in uh, every language known to man. Yeah, and nobody's going to read them. Nobody. Uh, and then uh, six augmented reality paper cards. For included games slash apps that use portable cameras, I don't, I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh uh, <laughs> is finally coming to life. <laughs> yes, Yu-Gi-Oh is finally. We'll finally be able to play it the way it was meant to be played. Exactly. And then, uh, as far as the launch titles, they have uh, Ocarina of Time, Street Fighter Four, uh, Super Monkey Ball. I can't believe they still make those games. Uh, Steel Driver, which is a Nintendo like submarine game. Okay. Uh, Ridge Racer, I can't believe they make those games. This sounds uh, like a lineup from 1995. <laughs> Pilot Wings. <laughs> Nintendo oh, wow. Cats. Which, do you really need a, a portable cat to look at you and hate you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why don't you ask yourself, since you bought me that as a birthday present one year. <laughs> I forgot I got you that shitty cat game. And I have notorious for getting people the worst, worst gifts I could possibly buy. Yeah, so... Uh, titles that are coming out as far as launch, eh. No, that's that's kind of meh. Uh, I heard like some people talking about the hardware and how it was like to play it, and uh, there was a lot of uh, people saying like it's not as spectacular as you imagine. I mean, I think it, I think everything I've heard about it sounds cool. I haven't actually seen one, but um, everything I've heard about it sounds cool. It's just. That's a hard sell to me at two hundred and fifty dollars. I agree, and they're saying the games may run between forty and fifty bucks a pop. That's a very hard sell for me. I agree. I agree with that. And I like. I'm interested. Uh, I think they could do cool things with it. it. My whole inner feeling about the 3DS is really reminiscent of my original inner feeling about the DS, which was a really a lot of reservation towards like the the hardware it's running. And after about a year, like six months of release, I changed my mind, and you know it was good and whatever, but. I'm kind of getting that same kind of like not sure where they're going with this feeling. Well, my big my big concern is now that it's you know the added horsepower uh, games are going to look a lot better and things like that. I'm a little bit worried about. Um, for me, the DS kind of re represented uh, 2D gaming because yes. it's we don't have a lot of it that much anymore. There's a lot of like Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network kind of stuff that's 2D, but there's with the PSP. There's a limited amount of 2D things, and the the DS was like the 2D powerhouse, you yeah, know, for so classic like, RPGs, like top-down isometric RPGs. Yeah, most of the good games, most of the really good games on it are 2D games, and so I'm a little bit worried that, um, you know, like what are what's going to happen to the awesome 2D titles that we can have 
are they going to continue on the 3DS or are you going to see a lot more stuff like Ocarina of Time, like these established franchises, you know, going into the 3D space? Like, is there going to be a new Mario game that's going to be 3D instead of something like New Super Mario Brothers? I'd or- love to see the rebirth. Like, like, I really love 2D and I'd like it if it was kept alive, definitely. But I would actually be interested if I could see the rebirth of like the platform, the original platformer, like, you look at like a uh, Banjo Kazooie, um, Mario sixty four, like look, even like in the PlayStation two era with like uh, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, like I'd like to see uh, Sly Cooper. I'd like to see a return to maybe some of the more classic platforming games because we don't see platforming games anymore. Yeah, platforming games are a dime a dozen, and a lot of them suck, like Ninja Gun Man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, so uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, thank you, uh, thank also, you for that one chime in, Adam. You activated my trap card. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're going to be doing on the uh, the 3ds. All Yu-Gi-Oh all the time. All you- <laughs> That's, oh. It seems to be what it's made for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. I'm I'm interested. I am I am skeptically interested in the system. It's I just am, I will I mean, admit to being want- more interested in seeing if they put out some uh, PSP2 information this week, which they're supposed to. Yeah, they are, and and you bought and you bought the PSP when it came out for three hundred bucks. So. Yeah, that was that was probably a little bit of a bad idea. So, but I mean, but with that being said, you've kind of bought a portable this expensive before. I have never bought a portable yeah. for two hundred and fifty dollars. So I can say though that without a doubt, like, because I bought the DS like a year after I bought my PSP, and I still am using the same PSP one thousand fatty that I bought on release, and I have used that system quantifyingly more than I've used my my DS. I actually uh, I I downloaded I'll admit to one, me downloading one game. Uh, the sequel to uh, Hotel Dusk came out in Europe, and then the studio promptly closed. <laughs> so the game theoretically should never be coming to the US. So I downloaded it, because I really liked Hotel Dusk. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things Probably about- never going to play it, because I don't want to pick up my, my DS. I just... <laughs> I just can't. And meanwhile, I'm playing a game I don't even very much like on my PSP. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. Did I let is. you borrow Nights and Nightmare already? <laughs> no, no, no. I was referring to Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep, which is another game you let me borrow. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm buying a thousand. You buy shitty games. <laughs> I really do, but uh, I bought Kingdom Hearts with the uh, gift card, <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't matter. So I, it really doesn't even count as buying it. Well, what do you think about the 3DS, though, Adam? I, I actually really do like the 3DS, but I'm extremely biased in the fact that literally the only handheld game that I play is Monster Hunter. <laughs> so, honestly, whatever system that game is on, I will buy, regardless of the price. They could release a PSP2 for about $400. I would probably buy it, because I've already considered importing a Monster Hunter PSP3000 for about $350. I was going to say that there was a time where me and you were sitting around with our perfectly working order PSPs, and we saw the Monster Hunter PSP from Japan for 500 bucks, and we both really contemplated shelling out that cash. Yeah, you guys so... Are, you guys are crazy. You don't I, I don't really play that many handheld games. I mean, I have a couple that I own, but other than, like, the Mega Mans and Monster Hunters... Like for the for the DS, I play Mario Kart. I love that game, yeah. uh, and I have Fire Emblem. Really, the only DS games that I have that I play were once on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I don't. So, I, I, 
I don't play a lot of either portable. I play, I mean, I'm kind of like you. My PSP exists because Fantasy Star exists on yeah. the PSP. And that's about it. I'd Any say, other day, you're regular we should, try to get Yaz. we should try to get Yaz into Monster Hunter this time, see if we can convert him into something. No, see, the problem is, is you guys are never going to start a new character. Uh, yeah. The new game will hopefully, is assuming they announce it, theoretically the Monster Hunter Portable 3 should come out in uh, July of this year. And we have to start new characters, so we'll we'll get you in on that. If you if you start new characters, I will get in on it. But I have no desire to somehow play catch up too. No, no, I would recommend. Honestly, it. If, if if the new game comes out, we have no choice but to start up new characters. Yeah, and anybody out there listening to the podcast who wants to get up on ad hoc party with me and Adam, or get on a uh, Monster Hunter for uh, the Wii, uh, send us an email, and we'll uh, we'll jump on with you sometime. And I, yes, I don't play either of those games. I won't play with you. But if you want to play Gran Turismo... Uh, <laughs> if you want to race Yaz in Gran Turismo, let him know. And, uh, Remember, guys, he has a hand, he has a handicap. He's sitting on phone books. Yeah, he's I'm also sure. got a, a plus because he's using a wheel. That is true. That How is much true. did that wheel cost you? Uh, I'll no comment on that. All right. With I'm pretty sure he had gift cards. Speaking of no <laughs> comment, you're going to get a new segue about to come in. Uh, we actually do have some comments to go over with emails and, uh, comments uh, from, uh, elder-geek.com. Whoa. Whoa. People and none of them are from Yaz's mother, are they? Yeah, I was gonna say, apparently, Yaz, uh, Yaz asks stupid questions, was a big enough threat for people <laughs> to actually, uh, send in, uh, questions. <laughs> so, uh, we're gonna jump in that real quick. Uh, I'm gonna start with, uh, things we have on our, our page on, uh, elder-geek.com in the comments section. Our one good listener, uh, he goes by the handle corn, uh, asks two questions. Uh, one of which is, uh, last week we talked about Bioshock and how it scared us. He calls us out on that a little bit and says, if you guys are scared of Bioshock, you are wimps. That's true. That is true. I am a wimp. He says, yeah, yeah, that is true. I'm, I'm not going to argue with him there. <laughs> I say, I, I think I am a wimp for having a hard time playing games like Silent Hill 2, Fatal Frame, and Amnesia. Uh, if you are scared from an atmospheric first-person shooter, what do you guys do when playing a real survivor horror game? I get angry. <laughs> because all of the doors are rusted shut. <laughs> and because my character can't climb over a mound of dirt. <laughs> I'd say that's like, what I do. I'm piss poor at like actual scary games. Like I, I play for like five minutes and when I walk into a dark room and I say nope and I turn around. I I I don't really play that many survival horror games. I've been wanting to play that game Amnesia because I heard that was really scary. Yeah. Uh but I don't even know if my PC can run it. I have a piece of crap PC. I always try to play them and then I uh, I, I puss out. I puss out like uh, Adam's uh, little big planet doll. Yeah, like you have, like I feel like you have to play those games at night with the lights turned off because playing them at day during the day just kind of sucks. Yeah. But when you play it at night with the lights turned off, like I always get I always get scared, and I usually it's a little mixture of both. I either get too scared, or like Adam was saying, I just get pissed off. At like, where's my SMG? Yeah, or, I get I get angry. I don't know why yeah. I get angry. I, I, I don't I don't think I have the patience for those kind of games. Uh, I don't have any patience at all, actually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're fun, and yeah, they're way scarier than stuff like Bioshock. I definitely agree with that. So we can all agree that all three of us are little girls. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I get scared of, like, the Resident Evil games, but I see people playing, like, the Silent Hill games, and I'm like, okay, you got one scary part, and then you work on a puzzle for an hour. I'm like, that's 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 like a classroom. It's, it's like high school all over again. There's <laughs> one scary part in high school, and then you do a puzzle. And then, then you do a puzzle, and then before you know it, you, you have AIDS. You, uh, you went to a different high school. Yeah, I don't think we went to the same high school. I did. I, it was it was a Christian high school. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, explains the AIDS. I mean, you know, I mean, it's scary. It also explains the scary part, uh, yeah. which is being around people like that. All right. Yeah. So, his second question is: uh, What are your thoughts on Japanese developers? While we are watching the fall of SquareSoft, which I agree. It is still interesting to see how Eastern developers are able to push the boundaries of crazy. Platinum Games, also known as Clover Studios, Kojima Productions, From Software, Vanillaware, Atlas, Grasshopper Studios, etc. What are our thoughts on these? I mean, I, I agree. Like, uh, I don't know if I don't know if Atlas, uh, I don't know if 3D Dot Game Heroes was yeah. like made, you know, in Japan, but I know it's published by Atlas, and things like that, and things like Bayonetta, I feel that those games are way more interesting than what Western games have to offer, because I feel like Western games, they hit, like, a peak, and now it's just become, for the most part, brown shooters. Yeah, and it, it kind of hits the same things. It might be because there's more of a breadth in uh, Japan, or, but, like, yeah. I feel like we have hit, like, we're getting a lot of shooters as soon as, like, we're getting a lot of, like, the um, kind of Elder Scrolls-style Fallout, uh, yeah, the Dragon West, Age. Was, yeah. Uh, we we fall into pitfalls of having, like, the same rail of stuff. And I actually, like, Platinum Games has put out, like, Bayonetta was awesome. Um, uh, what's the one where you knee slide and shoot the Vanquish. Vanquish. Vanquish was awesome. Uh, like, everything they've put out, I've been, like, super excited about. Kojima, I just, really, I only see him do Metal Gear, mostly, but, uh, I, I think that's really all he's allowed to yeah, do. Yeah, but Zona, I loved... Uh, loved hope for Zone of Enders. Zone of, oh, God damn, if they would put another Zone of Enders out. They um, I loved uh, Castlevania. Uh, Atlas does... like Everybody's doing good things over there. Uh, it's just that they all are so overshadowed by um, Square Enix. Like Everyone's looking so hard at Square Enix and the the people around them who try to emulate that like classic JRPG style... Yeah. That they miss out on like all these like really awesome games that are coming out that way. But with that being said, I personally I enjoy the JRPGs more than I'm sick and tired of dialogue trees. Like I'm sick. Uh, and, I have to agree with that. I'm sick and tired of every Western RPG has to have a dialogue tree, and if it doesn't, it's not a Western RPG. And right? like the staple of Western RPGs that like I I'm literally I will not buy a game that does this lately is uh. Alternate endings depending on how good or evil you are. Oh my god, that's I'm so fucking sick of that. I have ever since ever since Kotor and the whole "Are you good or are you evil?" Like it's just been it's enough. It's enough. Like I I wouldn't play Infamous because of that. I I actually didn't play it because I was like I don't want to have to deal with it being good or bad. There's one game where the dialogue trees were cool, and it was Alpha Protocol. I know nobody played that game, but uh, it actually timed you, so you had to make a choice like. Within like two seconds, yeah, because you had to basically like it had to be what you were really thinking instead of sitting there like, oh, well, if I say this, like, and that runs into like, and this happens to me a lot. And if it doesn't happen to you out there, then more power to you. But a lot of times, when there's choices between good and evil in a game, like I'll, I'll like seriously like bank on like, well, I'm gonna be good this whole fucking game, 
And even though, like, maybe my personal beliefs don't coincide with what's happening in the game, a lot of times I'd be like, well, this is the good answer, I might as well do that, and yeah, I hate, exactly. I just hate that feeling. Yeah, I hate, I hate having that feeling of, like, if I pick a bunch of good things, like, it'll make me not pick bad things. Yeah. Even like, though I kind of want to pick the bad thing. Yeah, but I, I'm actually, I still like uh, a lot of, like, I think Square Enix is burying themselves. Uh, Atlas had Demon Souls, which was really good. Like, there's just a lot of good stuff coming out over there. And well, the guy also good. mentioned Clover, didn't he? Yeah, he did. A Clover has got Okami. Clover has also got yeah, Hand, which I loved. I mean, it's still platinum. Oh yeah, Clover is technically closed. And right? I like Grasshopper Studios too. So yeah, I say I say uh, Japanese developers are still putting out good things. It's just for some reason they're not. They're, people aren't picking them up and playing them. Like Vanquish was great, and nobody played it. If yeah. your if your game uh, does not have the subtitle Modern Warfare or Black Ops, uh, apparently Americans will not buy it. I tell anybody or, who, who's listening to this go just go talk to like a kid these days. Like I get so depressed when I talk to kids nowadays because of oh, yeah. their like blindness when it comes to stuff like that. It's like the big games that exist here are the annual sports titles and I think Halo, like and stuff like Rock Band like, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, Rock Band no longer. I mean, they did both those new music games did pretty poorly this time. That's because they're doing them yearly again, yeah. and they need to realize that it's okay to have this thing every other year. Don't milk the cow every six months or whatever they put them out at. at All least. Right. So uh, we have one more from somebody else. Uh, I do very much, however, want to thank Corn for being such a loyal fan of our podcast. Uh, when I don't know if anybody else even listens to it other than him. He's probably we're doing a, we're doing we're doing this just for him. We're doing it just for you, buddy. <laughs> you gotta get your life in order, buddy. So our um our other email is from uh, Yaz's girlfriend, apparently. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, so we have uh Yaz's girlfriend, she says, uh to the three nerds playing DJ radio. I get plenty of your Yaz asks stupid questions segment on a daily basis. She uses a semicolon here, so you tell her congratulations for that. Uh, so, in order to save my sanity, I will ask a very serious question. Oh, man. She says, what are your top three video game characters that you would like to do, and why? <laughs> oh, man. We'll start with you, Yaz. I'm hoping she's in the room so she can hear you profess. She is in the room. Well, unfortunately, since she's not a video game character. <laughs> um, oh, man, this is so on the spot. Who would I name? Um, uh, does anyone else know off the top of their head? Uh, Adam, what about you? Um, I'm still thinking about it now. All right. Call me off guard. You fuck. So, totally. Ready for this? Okay. Uh, who's that bitch from Mario Galaxy? <laughs> I think it should just be kept like that. The right, bitch, that from, Mario bitch from Mario Galaxy. <laughs> uh, I would totally have sex. Is that Rosalind? Rosalind, yeah. She had like an abortion or something. She aborted a star baby. I don't know. Um, I don't remember the plot of Mario Galaxy 1. Uh, Trip from uh, Enslaved. And Mario. <laughs> Because you gotta love him. I mean, he's he's a sexy guy. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead, Yas. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. I'm gonna say, um, 
I'm going to go ahead and say, okay, number one through three is all one person. All right. Dixie Kong, Dixie Kong, <laughs> Dixie Kong. That's, that's a good, I like that. I like that. That's good. She looks sweet. And that pink awesome. hat she has on, oh my God. All right, all right, Adam, you're on the spot. Let's do it. Let's see here. I, I would say, well, for one trip from uh, Enslaved, would definitely yes, be on she, my list. She's great. Um, she wears that weird the, around her titties all the time. What is the girl from Blaze Blue that looks like a police officer? Like uh, Noelle Vermillion. Noelle Vermillion. That's that that one. Um, and the Talcaca. <laughs> and the cat. Like, <laughs> cat girl. Is, so so your girlfriend's in the room, Yaz. Yeah, she is. Can yeah. we get her on mic? Yeah, you can get her on mic here. Let's get Dixie Kong on mic. She's e- she's eating something. What a pig! What a fat bitch! <laughs> Honey, would you like to talk on the podcast? I will cut you. All right, all right. No, you. Uh, thank you for setting the question. You're welcome. All right. Um, she's God. She's. But so- what about you? What are what are the, what are the top on- three video game characters you would do? She keeps on leaning into the microphone whenever she's, she's like talking at a McDonald's drive-thru. She knows about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. What are your top three females? You wait, no, better not be females. <laughs> <laughs> top three characters uh, Yaz's girlfriend would do. Go. It could be female. It would female. definitely be. I said Mario. Definitely be the king from Katamari Damacy. Okay. Okay. I feel like a man that can throw up. A rainbow is someone worth doing. Okay, I can I can agree with that. That's why I'd, uh, I'd have sex with Mario. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my second would have to be Donkey Kong because I am doing Donkey Kong right now. <laughs> yeah, this is very reminiscent of Donkey Kong. Yeah, very hairy. <laughs> and uh, despite let's wearing pants, no penis, up. so it's, it's identical. Go ahead. A little, a little interspecies, uh, <laughs> maybe some, uh, maybe Yoshi. Yoshi? I can see Yoshi. Yoshi. Does Yoshi have a gender? Uh, it doesn't matter. He's got a hole. He's got a hole. <laughs> Those <laughs> eggs come <laughs> out of somewhere. All right. Thank you, Kelly, for getting on the podcast and sharing that with us. <laughs> You're very welcome. All right. All right. I think it's cute that Yaz said Diddy Kong and Kelly said Donkey Kong. No, I said I said Dixie, Dixie Kong. Sorry about that. Yeah, you said Dixie hey, Kong. Hey, I don't like guys. You're not guys. Would the Mario would hold you all night long. That's true. He would. I'm more of a Luigi guy. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how that makes sense. All right. All right. So uh, with that, uh, we will wrap up today's podcast. If you would like to share with us the top three video game characters you would do, send us an email at eldergeek or at um, forcedupdate at elder-geek.com or go to elder-geek.com, click on forced update, uh, and write in the comment section and we will read your comment live on air, much like we did today. Thanks everybody for listening to us. You guys have anything you want to say? Uh, have a happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to everyone out there. Adam? Happy Kwanzaa. All right. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, uh, I say go to hell. Okay. All right. See you guys next week. Uh, and this was for something.